My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Big old dick there, Dom. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome to episode 22 of the OzCast podcast. I'm Dom Italiano alongside Joe Delera, Terry Takes, producer Corey in studio. This is our post-Super Bowl podcast. We'll go a little bit over the Super Bowl, but then we'll tell you how we're going to keep talking about sports and sports gambling in the world of non-football related sports. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, how are we going to do that? Um, we have a lot coming up. You know, Next week is uh, the Daytona 500. Ooh. This weekend is the Oscars. Joe Delera has been kind of on a film deep dive. He's wearing glasses now. I still don't know anything, um, but we're going to tell you about it. <laughs> I've seen him going on Facebook groups and trying to dig for tips. And we're doing research. Trying to be a film buff, but uh, we'll, we'll ask him a little bit later in the show about about his Oscars um, picks. Uh, but Daytona 500, next month we have the March Madness tournament. Uh, we could talk conference tournaments before then, but I assume we're going to have probably a, a deep dive available on all of the regions once the brackets are released. That would be pretty cool, right? I like a deep dive, it's especially as the weather's getting warmer. It'll be nice. Yeah, we got March Madness. A conference tournament's happening soon as well, the end of February, early March. So, you know, something to look forward to there. Yeah, so there's there's plenty. And then the, we got the Masters after that. Well, there's, there's plenty of... Oh, yeah. There's plenty of deep dives. Are we, are we doing a live podcast from Atlantic City for March Madness? That would be... We should. Are we going to go? I threw it out there. Um, I'm checking I'm my calendar. Okay, okay. I would like to. Me too. Would be nice. I uh, thought you're out. You're getting married. Yeah, it's it's highly improbable <laughs> that you're getting married or <laughs> that, that you're coming. <laughs> that I go. Well, I guess those might go hand in hand. So let's just do. And then, oh, and then at, at the end of this, we'll talk a little bit about the XFL because that's coming on now. But just quick, like thoughts on the Super Bowl. The Chiefs parade was yesterday. Um, congrats to Andy Reid breaking that twenty-plus season streak. Yeah. Um, did you see that car chase? I did. Wild. I was gonna make a trail of tears joke for the parade thing, but I'll refrain. I won't do that. I'm still laughing. No, no, say it, say it. No. Okay. Go on. <laughs> I won't say it. Just thoughts in general on the Super Bowl. I mean, Niners. Did the Niners blow it? Did the Chiefs win it? Thoughts, percentages. I feel like the Chiefs won it. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna let somebody else cut in there. Oh, okay. Uh I think that the I think the Chiefs <clears throat> did win it just because they changed their game plan at halftime. Yes, the the 49ers scored ten points in the third quarter, but still it's not you know, they keep them pretty low. Um and they adjust in the fourth quarter and you know, they started finally blitzing Jimmy Garoppolo who is statistically worse when he's blitzed as opposed to just sitting back on defense and you let Mahomes be Mahomes and he showed you why he's the MVP and why you know, I think it's unfair to compare Jimmy G to Mahomes mm-hmm. because yeah. he's just in a different league, but you know, that's that's why he's special. I think that 
the Chiefs scored three straight times, and it's really hard to not win a game when you score three straight times. Yeah, yeah. And they were offensively, I think they wore down. The game kind of was like dragging on up until like the fourth quarter. I mean, the Niners' defense looked good, looked solid, um, and Mahomes really didn't look like himself for the no. first three quarters of the game. Um, but at the end of the day, like the Niners still had to have one more scoring drive. Like, it's not like – like, they had chances. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't really understand even why, like, right before halftime, they didn't try to put up points. Like, they were just okay going into halftime, 10-10. I mean, mean, obviously, it's like, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking it, but I just was shocked by that. Yeah, and Shanahan, you know, if you look at the last couple coaches that have been in the Super Bowl that aren't named Belichick, most of – you know, Shanahan played conservatively – in both of these Super Bowls as a play caller um, with the Falcons and the, and the Pats um, a couple uh, years ago. That's uh, not – that's not. no, he was pretty aggressive in the I Falcons. Feel like he that was did, the issue because yeah, he, he didn't run yeah. the ball. Either way. Sorry to team up on you there. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, but my <laughs> point is – my point is it's – you have to play like, – You got to McVay last year, compare Shanahan this year, McVay last year with like, Doug Peterson – who was like, I'm coaching to win the game. I'm not coaching just to not lose the game. Yeah, Sean Payton. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you got to do some weird stuff, especially when when you're going against an offense like the Chiefs Mm -hmm. got that's so electric. You've seen it coming in hot like before against other teams. It's like they were down 10, and it it didn't really feel like they were out of the game at all. I would just, if I was a 49ers fan, I would take more umbrage. Did I use that word correctly? Yes. Okay. Uh, with the with how uh, Shanahan called the game when they're up ten and like their their team is built to close that game out as opposed to other chief opponents, mm-hmm. um, and then even when they were down, having Jimmy G throw nine out of the last like what twelve plays, they had the ball for like four minutes. It's just like you 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 they had success running the ball the entire game. So no, and I still I don't think understand they, why they did the that misdirection. Yeah. No, and they had like over six yards of carry at the end of the game. Like it's like the 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 running game was not the issue. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That's your team's strength, and you had Jimmy G throw eight times the week or two weeks before. Mm-hmm. It yeah, I don't know. The play calling was definitely weird on his part. Um, but yeah. still, like it's not all Shanahan's fault. His players got to make plays, um, and some of it was just unlucky. Like Mahomes fumbling at the five yard line that goes out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Like. If that goes any other direction, maybe the 49ers get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that PI at the end of this, the first half um, on on George Kittle that would have put points on the board for the Niners. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it's it's the little things. It's one game. Anything can happen. What's yeah. interesting is, uh, like I think Jimmy G's contract is not guaranteed now. Like if the 49ers wanted to move on from him, they can. What do you mean now? Like, like has I, he lost the Super Bowl? No, because like he's got another year on his contract, but like I think the way the contract was structured, he's like they're able to like essentially cut him, and uh, if they wanted I, to move on, which I think would be probably a bad idea, but it's it, it would you know, or wouldn't be. I think it. I think it probably would be because I don't know what exactly they're gonna. I don't know who you're gonna go out and get. There was. I, I but, feel like there was a pretty big NFL insider um, who was saying that. Internally, there are some that believe that Mullins, Nick Mullins, is like just as good of a quarterback as Garoppolo. Cheaper, and, obviously, and, yeah, yeah, and cheaper. You look at what's happened with some of the 
teams that have given quarterback extensions that aren't like top in the the NFL. Yeah. Like the golf contract in, with in Los Angeles is uh, is a big example of that. But you know, I don't. It's just an interesting spot to be in because like you go to the Super Bowl and then you know they could move on from the quarterback. Well, let's look ahead real quick to oh, next year. I'm just gonna say this that we're one step closer to Terry's crazy conspiracy theory that Bill Belichick is going to be 49ers head coach <laughs> in two years. <laughs> Just saying. Brady's going to get signed to a $30 million extension a year. They're not going to be good next year. Well, what if a uh, Super Bowl hangover for Shanahan. John Lynch, I don't know, is he's calling timeouts on the booth. Not sure if he agrees with Shanahan's coaching. What if uh, Bill checks on the free market? Who's not going to try to hire him? This is a conspiracy. What if? But what if? What if the Forty ers move on from Jimmy G? Do the Patriots go out and get him? Bring him back? Let Tom Brady finally go? I'm not going to speculate on. I mean, because Brady, <laughs> the Brady thing is just. I, I want a funny talk, commercial. I want to talk about these the, these two teams in the Super Bowl first before we do the whole Brady thing. Yeah. Um, Chiefs next year, five to one to win the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts? I, I don't think there's really great value on mm-hmm. that. Uh, you're probably better off waiting, seeing like if there's a weird injury or something. You never know. Um, it's way too early. It's just like their team, the way that they're made, they're built offensively. It's hard not to see them in the playoffs for like sure. the next for pretty much Mahomes' next five years of his career. Yeah. Um, obviously, things can change defensively. You know, Spagnolo continues to be um, a good enough defensive coordinator. He may get another shot in the NFL as a head coach again. Um, Terry, thoughts on the Chiefs next year? Uh, Are you just penciling them in as AFC West champions? Uh, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, that for sure. Um, but I wouldn't bet him at six to one. I'd probably wait to see. I mean, you still have the Ravens. Yeah, see what yeah, they can just, do. You know. um, and you, and know, what you, about, can't, you can't count out the Pats. And what about the San Francisco 49ers? Do they fall victim to the traditional Super Bowl hangover of the losing team um, of the Super Bowl not making the playoffs as we saw last year um, and pretty much most of the years, except that it's when it's the Patriots who lose the Super Bowl? I mean, I th- I think that's a tougher division to be in, too. I mean, I, I think that that's they're more likely to than mm-hmm. – like if you had to pick between the two of them, I would say the 49ers are more likely to regress than the – uh, than the Chiefs. I mean, also, I think the 49ers kind of had a favorable schedule this year. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, if I like, if I remember correctly, just I based mean, on the fact that they were so bad. Well, yeah, they were four. four yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're going to be playing a tougher schedule. I think that's going to test them a lot more. And then we'll see what they do at the quarterback position too. That division is very tough. Yeah. Um, especially because the Cardinals are probably going to improve a little bit more too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. A lot of birds. Um, quickly, <clears throat> before we turn to the here and the now and the XFL. <gasps> Any dark horse teams you're looking at before the quarterback shuffle happens, before the NFL draft happens? I know we're going to talk a lot about probably as the news comes in, Burrow becoming a member of the Bengals. You know, where does Tua go? Do Terry's Dolphins pick yes. him up? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> what happens with the Chargers and Phil Rivers? What happens with the Titans? Do they go back to Tannehill? Brady, all these rumors. Tampa Bay, do they go back to Winston? 
It's, you know, there's going to be a lot of shuffling or there could be a lot of shuffling. There may not be a lot of shuffling at the end of it. But before all that happens, are there any odds that you like right now in terms of a team like the Niners? Like, can you find the next Niners, um, this 13 double digit win team that was four and 12 last year? Or, you know, are there teams that people might be overlooking right now um, that you're looking at for supers? Uh, Super Bowl futures bets. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, I mean, I kind of was looking at. It's tough because of the division that they're in, and they're going to have to contend with the Ravens. But I was looking at the Steelers a little bit. Um, Rudolph, like their quarterback situation was so bad this year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that was they were kind of crippled with the Ben Roethlisberger injury. I mean, after getting a whole year off, I mean, obviously he's had he's coming off an injury. I can't imagine their offense being worse than it was this year, and their defense still played pretty well. I mean, like it was kind of one of those things like they just could not put up more than twenty points a game. Yeah, I mean they had um, so a they had a top five defense in the league. I could see them uh, at least making like a wild card run, especially considering the fact that they're probably gonna have a little bit easier of a schedule. Um, and I think that they're kind of looking, I think they didn't really have that leader this year. Um, and that, I think that that makes a big difference, uh, especially when your quarterback's out and they just do, did not have another option really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they're like a good option. I think they're like plus 2000, if not more than that right now. So it's, um, uh, 22 they, to one, 22 yeah. to one. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that's a crazy bet, especially, um, I don't think the Browns are really a good football team. And then, you know, you're who, the like you're looking at the division you're the really Bengals. looking yeah the Bengals have like a ton of rebuilding to do it's just so, I tough mean, to the it's Ravens. just tough because you have the Ravens there but I mean if you split against the Ravens then you're not in a bad you're not in a terrible scenario yeah Terry what's up any teams that you're looking at that you would think about sprinkling a little money on before uh the offseason carousel kind of gets going here uh I the the vision I'm looking at is the NFC South. I think there's a lot of value in there, just because the Saints are 12 to one to win the Super Bowl. And I'm not. I'm not telling you about the Saints. I, I'm talking about fading the Saints. I think people are penciling them in to win the division and go on to the playoffs because of the past few years that they've had. But you know, watching them this year, you see that Drew Brees is getting old. He's like what 42, 41, 42. Um, he doesn't throw throw the passes as well. The passes. Um, and I just think that they're going to regress and that, you know, they're not going to win the division. So the team I'm looking at there, I'm looking at the Buccaneers. I know their quarterback situation is up in the air, uh, but you have Bruce Arians, who's a great NFL coach. Um, even if they bring Jameis Winston back, I still think that they can compete, um, having Jameis in the same system for a second year in a row. Would be very beneficial to him. Uh, you saw their defense played very well. They're a good run-stopping defense. Top five defense in DVOA at the end yep. of the year. Exactly. Uh, so, And they put up points. So I think that they are the team out of the NFC South that could do uh, the most damage. Uh, the fact that the, the Falcons still have, um, what's his name, Dan Quinn as their head mm-hmm. coach, 
It just, I don't know. It just, it seems like there needs to be a change I after think the that Falcons, Super Bowl. The Falcons, there's going to be a lot of like sexy Falcons picks this year yeah. because they're just like, oh, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago or three years ago. They whatever can make it was. a run back. Yeah. They, they have all the personnel that's still in place, but they kind of look a little bit like they're just, they've stagnated a bit. Yeah. yeah. Like on uh, DK, they're 33 to 1. Uh, the Bucks are 50 to 1. And then you have the Panthers, who are 66-1. to uh, You have Cam, and you have Joe Brady, the LSU passing game coordinator, who is becoming their offensive coordinator under new head coach Matt Gruel out of Baylor. Um, I, I get it. He's, there, he's a sexy pick, and, you know, he did wonders with Joe Burrow going from what, like, 17 touchdown passes to 50 something mm-hmm. um but it's really just going to come down to these two college coaches making the jump to the nfl i know gruel coaching the nfl with the giants but then you just need cam newton to stay healthy because if he doesn't stay healthy uh, uh, yeah. i don't think kyle allen is it kyle allen kyle, kyle allen. allen yeah yeah I'd, uh, i don't he's not joe burrow and no. i don't think joe brady can do the same magic on an nfl defense as he did at lsu yeah mm-hmm. so my pick is the bucks 50 to 1. I was going to say two other teams that I think are surprising to me anyway are the Bills are 35 to 1. Um, they're I think they're bringing back basically the bulk of the team though, right? Like they're not and Josh yeah. Allen I would imagine is going to be I think he's going to be better, take a step forward. Um, and then you're looking at the Chargers. I think as, as Dom your Chargers plus uh, 50 <laughs> to 1. Chargers. Your Chargers, yeah. dude. Your Chargers. But they're 50 to 1. Who's their quarterback? That's a terrible First pick. of all, can no, you I'm do not saying. say that they're my they're Chargers. They're your Chargers. <laughs> Gentlemen, can we keep it civil, please? No. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to rip <laughs> up some papers. Uh, no, I'm just saying like if you looked at the I don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback position, but <laughs> Terry's like, what the kind fuck? of a big deal? <laughs> Obviously a big deal. Because but. their coach isn't like this offensive guru or has a system that works. It's just Phil Rivers shot putting a football. Yeah. But like they were their stats in the one in one score games, they had like the worst record in football. They're gonna so. be they're gonna start to be your chargers. Now you gotta fall into yeah, the same trap that I fell into last year. Never know. Never I know. don't, know. I don't <laughs> understand this pick at all. Um but I, since I haven't given out any picks, um, there is a team that I like in kind of a similar way, bounce back from the 49ers. You know, looking at looking at the 49ers last year, everyone was all over them saying that they were so sexy. They were going to be like this upstart dark horse team. Garoppolo tears his ACL in the first the first game. Why are you laughing? Because I'm saying sexy. There is so much sex talk going on. <laughs> there are. There, there are sexy pick teams. This year was the Browns. The year before was the 49ers. Now, I'm not saying that the Browns are going to come out this year. Because How sexy is the NFL right now so, for next year? So hot. Very hot. So hot. You but, saw Jimmy G. But, so, so Garoppolo tears his ACL. Everyone forgets about it. The stench is kind of off the set the sexy stench is kind of off the the you're gonna pick and then so everyone was in love with this team two years ago they were so sexy so sexy that everyone was trying to get a piece so much of sex. the head coach's ass Whoa. oh that's that's not who is it the eagles no no it's the Lions. No. <laughs> Matt Patricia. I thought so it was going to be the Lions. He then, Corey, producer Corey did the eagle, the bird thing. No. It fooled me. Don's been running around yelling no, bird gang all day. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the Eagles? No, I'm talking about 
The Los Angeles Rams. Oh my god! You did that last year. You picked them last year. Los Angeles Rams. No, I picked the Chargers last year. No, you picked an all of the Los Angeles Super Bowl. Yeah, that's accurate. Two years ago, Chargers. Rams. Everyone was trying to get a piece <laughs> of Sean McVay. So much so that guys were getting jobs just for going to dinner with him. Give him a year. That's a way to get a to job. just kind of figure out everything. They weren't terrible at this year. They were nine and they finished nine and seven, toughest division in football. Their defense was still top 10 DVOA. It was just offensively, they just kind of shit the bet. Give McVay another year. This team is still very young. Like, Goff's 25, Gurley's 25, Jalen Ramsey, now full year with the team, 25 years old, Donald's still under 30, Woods, Cup, all 26, 25. How old are Gurley's knees, though? But I'm saying the team... It would not surprise me if the Rams become now a 12-win team because they still have all the pieces, they still have the personnel, and it would not surprise me if right now at 25-1 to we're looking at this saying, oh, how did we miss that? Just like people were saying, how did we miss the 49ers last year? So that's that's my pick. Another team I would look at, before I go to the other team, you're looking at me like I'm... Um, no, uh, no, I love it. Okay. I don't love it. I just, I love that you're talking yourself into it. They're so they're going to be so cash-strapped because they paid golf so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just don't care and just go out and get all these free agents, which I've seen the Dolphins do and just buy free agents. It mm-hmm. generally doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, I just think that the, the core of the team is there. Like, they don't have to make many improvements. They can just plug and play like some veterans. They they can have some – they can hit on some mid-round picks and then have – They don't keep be, their draft picks. They trade they them all have, away. They don't have a first-round pick. That's it. That's it. Okay. First-round picks are usually good. Unless you're <laughs> the Giants. Rams, you don't have them. That was unnecessary. Yeah. Now go ahead and say what you were going to say. Got Danny Don. Other teams I would look at. I would look at the Eagles at twenty to one again. Um, just Burgang. because their their team was. I, I understand that they won the NFC East, and no team has won the NFC East back to back years in like twenty years. That's the only problem with it. But that's the only problem. But this team had lost um, tons of players to injuries, like. They were if I think if they have a full healthy team, I think the last year was an anomaly that they had like they were down to like their eighth, ninth, tenth receivers on the practice squad. I think that the, still the the nucleus is there, and it would not surprise me if Wentz is kind of like. But is the mitochondria still there? Because that's the powerhouse of the cell. Powerhouse. That's important question. Teams that I would fade. Yes. Texans. Yeah. Okay. Missing mitochondria. I'd fade the Saints. Fade the Saints. <laughs> Um, you can't really fade, bet fade on the, fade the Packers. You can't really bet on anything else, though, like no. besides Super Bowl and conference champion. But you know. if you start to like paint a narrative, you can be ready once those over unders come out. Yeah, Dolphins make the playoffs. Here, here first. Oh. Who wins the division? Of what? The NF- the AFC East. I'm just picking the Pats until I'm proven wrong. So, quick, let's go turn it. We're done with the NFL talk. Before we turn it over to Joe's Oscar deep dive and we do it's our segments. It's not that deep. It's like the shallow end of a pool. We're going to do some quick hitters on some sports here. But the XFL, are we going to care about it? Tickets are priced right. Let's go. <laughs> he hate me. Bring them back. I'm disappointed that uh, I guess they have coin tosses now instead of just uh, a scrum for a football. 
I'm a little disappointed in that. Uh, as a 12-year-old, I was. I remember one game, they were like, we're going to bring the cameras into the cheerleaders' locker room during halftime. And I was just like sitting at my TV watching to see what happened. I don't think they ever went in. It was just a ploy to get me They were probably worried about, you know, repercussions. Yeah. Uh, 12-year-old talk, me. huh? Just there is no holds bar in the XFL. It's definitely just going to – It's. I like the direction they've taken. It's going to be more like – what? Is the ball going to be the same color as it was? I don't know uh, what the ball looks first, like. First iteration of the XFL? Uh, oh, I had one of those. Yeah, it was black, right? Was it? No. It was uh, It was tan with black lines. That was it. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going. It's definitely going to be... Definitely. I think it's going to be better than the AAF. Um, and I think it's going to be this independent league that the NFL secretly supports because they could use, like, a minor league league that isn't at the NCAA kind of like MLB uses the independent league Mm -hmm. where they can test out these crazy rules with the XFL and you know make some deal with them and see how it goes and then they can incorporate it into the actual league yeah Um, but I also think Vince McMahon is trying to make something that competes so yeah I think it's gonna be interesting in terms of betting too because of some of the rules that they've got like the what it, like you can go from mul- different points of extra points. Yep. So I mean, I think like the spreads that are the numbers that you're traditionally thinking of as important numbers. I don't think are as important anymore. What are the spreads coming up this week? Uh, you're looking at Seattle uh, at DC is a seven point spread. DC is the favorite, seven points. DC defenders. Uh, the you Los get Angeles six and a half points somewhere. <clears throat> Los Angeles Wildcats are five-and-a-half-point dogs at the Houston Roughnecks. Um, that's on Saturday. Sunday, so this is nice. We got the games on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Tampa Bay Vipers are two-and-a-half-point favorites at the New York Guardians. I MetLife. Like, I like Tress, man. And then uh, the St. Louis Blackhawks are seven-and-a-half-point dogs at the Dallas Renegades. Dallas Renegades, coached by Bob Stoops. Dallas Renegades, also the um, favorite to win the XFL. Hmm. Interesting. Even with Kevin Gilbride as the head coach of the Guardians? Yeah, Kevin Gilbride hasn't coached in seven years. So he, you're I, not going to believe I find that as an issue uh, going into this. Do you think Matty McGloin is their starting quarterback? Uh, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's going to be uh, Suarez, 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 Swarski, Suarez. Those are two different ethnic Those names. Crystals? His name is uh, Luis Perez. <laughs> He, sure. was, he was the uh, he was the quarterback in the AAF that tore it up on the uh, the championship team. So they do have a good quarterback. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting though. Ten week regular season, uh, and then a little bit of a postseason championship games on April twenty sixth. So, uh, whoa, really? Yeah. Why'd you say? Whoa, That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, it's only ten weeks. Yeah, two week postseason. Oh wow, there's only eight teams. Yeah. Okay. There is a team nine, which is just a scout team for the entire league. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but uh, yeah, it should be pretty interesting. I'm, I'm, I mean, I see that now. Uh, so nine. should we go to a game? Oh yeah, I definitely want to go. I think tickets are like thirty bucks at MetLife. Well, so here's the thing: is that I think as a podcast, we need to get behind a team, maybe bet some futures when when their team comes to town. I don't really give a shit about the New York Guardians. Is that the right name? New, you don't Guardians. like running on third and long. Um, That's what this team's going to be about. Fade the Guardians. No, fade fade the Guardians. Pass. 
Um, but I want to, you know, maybe maybe go in as, uh, you know, road rivals to the maybe I'll go to a game that way. But I think we should get behind a team and just kind of check in every week. Maybe it'll be and so it's not like the AAF or whatever <laughs> it was that what the thing was called the AAF, AAF. Yeah. when the AAF came last year and because I remember being able to bet on it, so betting was definitely legal. Oh yeah, no, it they was, said, and it was kind of totals at fifty something, and you just bet the under, and then by week. Four, they were in the thirties. They weren't getting paid anymore. So. The unders were hitting like crazy. It was awesome. It was sick. <laughs> um, but now we have the XFL. I think a little bit more excitement for this league. Yeah, I would expect. A, I feel like I would expect a little bit more offense, just in terms of the way the rules are structured. I mean, there's you know you can do the double forward pass. There's a shorter play clock. Um, and uh, I think that they've got – it looks like they got something for uh, – I don't, I don't even know. Like, oh, like when you're coming back with under two minutes to go at the end of the game, I think the play clock just, like, stops or something. What? No, yeah. the game clock stops. and It's like college football. The game clock oh. stops after every play until every the ball play. is reset. No, it says – all right, so – there's a comeback period that stops the clock after every play with under two minutes to go in the half. It also prevents a team from kneeling out the clock unless their opponent has no timeouts and there is less than one minute left. Wild. So so there should be more offense. In terms of picking a team. Okay. okay give us Western Conference, Eastern Conference. We got four teams There's in conferences? Each. There is. Yeah, yeah, four and four. Um the four East Conference teams. Yeah. We'll start there. Okay. New York Guardians, out. coached by Kevin Gilbride. We are out on the New York Guardians. Kevin even, Gilbr- though, even though they're our home team. Actually, no. Fuck them because... Fuck Kevin Gilbride. <laughs> fuck him. We have a team in New Jersey that still calls themselves the New York, so I'm out. I'm yeah. out on it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're playing at MetLife. Just fucking be the New Jersey Guardians. Fuck them all to death. Move on. If they were the New Jersey Guardians, I would get behind them. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. But like, and uh, Guardians would be spelled in G A. Like Guardians. Oh Guardians. wow, oh, they really Gardeners. That we should cool. opportunity, Vince. Yeah. Can we just like do it? Petition. Do it ourselves, New Jersey, New, 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 the New Jersey Guardians. Yeah. We'll make our own <laughs> fake bootleg Guardians jerseys yeah. that are spelled wrong and say and New like, Jersey. This, on them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm fading them because Kevin Gilbride last coached in 2013 uh, with the New York Giants, me. and it's um, he hasn't coached in seven years. Plus so he's a little out of the game. The Plus three fifty. Yeah, they do not yeah. deserve those odds. It's his name that's getting these type of odds, and maybe Luis Perez. Um, but I could see, like, if there's a second year of the XFL, like, Kellen Gilbride is just their coach for the first year, just as, like, it seems like a transition because he's noteworthy with, and Giants fans know who he is. Uh, but after that, he's just, he's just a name. People yeah. are going to show up to pay to throw things at him. Yeah, so I'm out. I'm out Definitely. on that. Okay. We're going to go now to um, – we'll actually just go from the top as, in, in terms of odds. This is the – favorite as we talked about before to win the entire xfl season dallas renegades plus 250 bob stoops landry jones why do we not like this team other than the fact that they're the favorites and i'm not betting on a two plus 250 team in a league that is there's eight teams and there's a, just a new league like i'm not two to one odds is not it's, no that's, it's just that's, stupid that kind of sucks uh 
So this is kind of like a weird way to kind of look at these teams too, but I'm looking to see which teams play in East Rutherford, like in New Jersey, like wh- like who has a game that we could actually go watch. Why aren't why why aren't the Dallas Red Engage winning this league? Yes, that was the question. That was the question. Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> okay, I'll go. <laughs> Bob Stutz hasn't coached in what eight years. Probably. I'm going to look that, that up. Stats, stats department. Look that up. He hasn't coached in a very long time. He is a little out of the game. And his quarterback is going to be Landry Jones, who, you know, he had success with at Oklahoma, I think. They're, they're, they were there at the same time. But, I mean, come on. It's, again, this is just another big name coming in the coach. What motivation does Bob Stoops have in having success in this 2016 league. was his last coach 2016 job. three three years ago four years four. ago like what does he care like if he wasn't going back to oklahoma i, I don't see this as a trial for him to go to another college i mm-hmm. think this is him just helping he's getting probably paid a lot of money just to show up and he knows like he doesn't have to do much and you know if his team sucks no one's gonna fucking remember <laughs> no one cares Landry jones also stinks finn that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for breaking that down for me. Um, next team on the odds list is the Los Angeles Wildcats at plus four fifty. Led by former, this is an article from the USA Today. So, <laughs> led by former NFL quarterback Josh Johnson, the Wildcats may have the best quarterback in all of the XFL. That is not true agree at or all. Disagree. <laughs> Completely disagree. Another, like uh, that's I was going to say, their head coach is Winston Moss. They do have their offensive coordinator is Norm Chow, USC uh, Glory with Pete Carroll. Everyone remembers Norm, right? No. Yes. No. Okay. Uh, no, I do remember that. Norm Chow. Oh. He was the head coach of the... Any relation to Leslie no. Chow? Was he the head coach of the Tennessee Titans or the offense? I think he went to be his offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. Did not have as much success. Ah, he had Vince Young. They had a little bit of success. Vince Young. Um, so they do have a good offensive coordinator, and I think this is basically going to come down to offense and offensive scheme and who's going to be able to score points in this league uh, where defense is not welcome. Uh, but Josh Johnson is the best quarterback in the league. No, thank you. Uh, okay, Tampa Bay Vipers plus five. Joe, Dude, you lead. You seem like you know what you're talking about. Aaron right. Murray. I actually <laughs> like Aaron Murray. I like. I of the team. There's three teams I like out of this eight. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay Vipers <laughs> is one of them. We have. Mark Tressman, who was awful as a uh, uh, Bears head coach, but fucking killed it as uh, Alouette's coach in the CFL. He has three Greg Cups. He knows, he knows how to score points. He's an offensive genius. He knows how to win outside of the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> he knows how to win outside the NFL and with quirky, weird-ass rules where no one has any idea what's going on. And he's, and he's an offensive genius up there. So what do you got? You got Aaron Murray, who, you know, Georgia, close to his, you know, his roots. I think he's Aaron Murray is a decent quarterback. I don't know who the other people are. Tyler Cornelius went to Oklahoma State. He could probably score points. They do have Andrew Franks, former Dolphins kicker, who played in Miami. He knows how to make field goals down there. Um, so just based on his experience and why they hired him from the CFL, I would take the Vipers at – you can get him at – 
five to one on MGM. So you, you're betting the Vipers. I would bet the Vipers future. I think okay. five to one on MGM. Okay. okay. Next team on the list, the Houston Roughnecks. Another team plus seven fifty. Seven fifty. What a name. They're, plus nine. No, they're DK. Pl- yeah, they're they're ten. Well, this to this one is from MGM. the USA Today. So I mean, I the, the global authority on XFL yeah. statistics. Uh, so yeah, I think they're ten to one on MGM. Also, a team that I like uh, because they yes. First of all, one they have a great logo. Two roughnecks. What a name! I great don't know name. what it great means. Name. Great name. Could have just went with like. Oil barons or something, but Roughnecks is cool. Little blue, blue collar. Uh, who's their head coach? June Jones, Hawaii fame. That's awesome. Guy knows how to get laid. Scores <laughs> points all the time. Uh, and I just think, you know, I think he went up to the CFL as well. He was with the Hamilton Tiger yes. Cats. Tiger Cats. Ooh, they, that, that's uh, who had, um, what's his name? Manziel. But again, he knows how to score points. He's been coaching recently, as well as Tressman. He hasn't had a break in his coaching career, um, and I think this—you know—he's actually going to care. So I do, and he knows how to score points. Knows how to scheme an offense. Next team, okay. So you like the Houston? I like next them. Tampa Bay Vipers. Next team, DC Defenders plus seven fifty. Ah, I bet them. Boo. I. Love uh, the Roughnecks are seven fifty on MGM. I love the Defenders seven and a half to one on MGM. Yeah, I bet them at seven and a half to one as well. Why? Um, I, I think we talked too. about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we talked too. about it. <laughs> Pep Hamilton, their head coach, has followed Jim Harbaugh around all over the country. From Stanford, coach Andrew Luck, he's was uh, assistant coach at Michigan, knows how to scheme an offense. They have a young offensive coordinator. They're in touch with the kids, Dominic. They know how to scheme an offense. <laughs> Who's their quarterback? Fucking Cardell Jones, who scored a million points in college. He's a big, big guy who can run the ball as well. Throw a big arm, big guy, throw the ball. Got Eli Rogers, former Steelers fast-ass wide receiver. I, I like them. I think they're going to score points. I think Pep Hamilton, this is his first head coaching job ever. He's going to care. He's going to want – this is an audition for him to get a job elsewhere. So I think, you know, it's it's key to get guys who are head coaches who aren't there just for their names, Bob mm-hmm. Stoops. Pep Hamilton, this is, he's going to take this very seriously. He's going to try to get a, a job somewhere else. Give it to the man. Give me them they seven got, uh, and a half to one. Their running back situation is pretty good too, right? Like I know like how much I love running backs, but <laughs> the guy uh, Donald Pumphrey, NCAA. I'm, picking, I'm not picking an career NCAA record back. holder for rushing yards. Can't hurt. Can't hurt to have him. Maybe yeah, because he's got a lot of mileage. Well, no, he doesn't because he kept hurting his hamstring. St. Louis <laughs> Battlehawks. This is the team that I actually wanted to like when they first came out. City, where a team where there's no NFL team. That's true. They move. They're the team that you just bet on to win the Super Bowl. St. Louis Battlehawks, Seattle Dragons, the two over 10 to 1 teams. Why are we not betting the teams that give us the most money back in a league where no one gives a shit? They uh, all care. Maybe. What? What? I, I was looking at him. Uh, I don't know. I just don't like the team name. The best. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know who Jonathan Hayes is. I forget. I looked him up. I, I wasn't impressed. Uh, Nick Fitzgerald, I think, is a rushing leader in the SEC history as a quarterback. He broke Tebow's record. 
Um, God bless. They have, uh, but I, I think he's their best quarterback on the team. I, I just don't, I don't see them doing well. Battlehawks, what a name! What, what kind of name is that? I don't like that. <coughs> uh, the Dragons, I wanted to love them because of the name, but their head coach is Jim Zorn, who is the most boring person in America, and he probably I just wishes he could. Just do not see points. him like putting points on the board as uh, XFL coach, as he yeah. did not do as an NFL coach. So, all right, and they don't have a good quarterback. So are we so Vipers, Roughnecks, and Defenders. Those are my teams. As a podcast, we need to get behind a team. I don't – I'm not going to start to care unless I have money on them. So I'm not going to – you You have clearly <laughs> done more research than I would ever dream to have done <laughs> on the NFL. Football. So can you please – just make a decision, Joe. Joe, for, how about we go? Joe will go. Corey as a, as a podcast. What, ha, did anything Terry say on these three teams? Oh, I bet the DC Defenders already. Okay, so you're on the Defenders. yeah. <laughs> Roughnecks. Producer Corey wants the Roughnecks. Two reasons: great name and logo. Um, and if I care, by March 14th, they're playing. Yeah, I was going to say, is there a game that we're deep enough in that they'll pod? be good? We'll know. The team that I like. Um, out of the three, I like two. I like the Vipers and I like the Defenders. I'm not really, not really sold on June Jones. Yeah, no. Of of those three, I would pick the two that you picked over June. Um, you know, didn't I'll really ever win myself. anything in Hawaii, <laughs> but I do love the name and the logo. So there is that to it. So DC Defenders play April fourth. Roughnecks play March fourteenth. Both at MetLife. The Roughnecks are out because three of us didn't pick them. Yeah. Sorry, Corey. So the Defenders it's play cool. April 4th. It's a Saturday, 2 p.m. game. Let's book it. Maybe we can get a suite. Can you get what us? What is this? Such a boring name. What are we doing? We're betting. We're not looking at the fucking schedule. Yeah. No, I'm like, saying that's what, a game we could go to. I don't care. If you want to go to a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to bet on this, and you're just looking at a fucking schedule. Got to know. If there's a game that we could go to, fine. But Cool. So the, so the defenders are minus seven. I'd rather go to Medieval Times right next door. Yeah, oh, I wow, love Medieval Times. Yeah, don't disparage Medieval Times. Like, <laughs> I'm not disparaging. Yeah, I actually want to go. Medieval Times to the XFL it's is so offensive. so great when they give you that half a rotisserie chicken. Give me some gruel wench have you been there since you've been able to drink yeah no. it's oh, fucking awesome. game changer yeah i've been there too. yeah i went gotta, for a, co- a birthday party in college so. yeah it's so fun i was making maybe i'll have my 30th birthday party there oh, i'm in wow. I'm, i'll be there <laughs> i'll wrangle a bus together it'll be a so whole good. section that'd be sick um you gotta pay on. for you gotta pay for the king's do you think we can bet on that uh, now you want to talk about betting. You want to talk about the <laughs> schedule. You, wanna, you don't want to talk about who the Green Knight is lancing against. That's what I'm saying. Can we bet on? So Vipers are are defenders. I I like the defenders, but Pep Hamilton being a first year head coach scares me. Okay. I don't necessarily think that that means he's good. I I do think he's going to be hungrier, but I think that's that's like okay, yeah, he'll like not be in last place, but I don't know if that means he's going to win the whole league. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I, um, I I understand. The Vipers. My thing is, who is their quarterback going to be? Maybe they'll just play Wildcat. No, they won't. Meow. <laughs> All right. This is really comes down to your decision, though, because it's your 
this is your segment because you've obviously you've become done, the XFL. <laughs> you guy. are I've I've an the XFL, XFL guy. Yeah. Uh, man, do I really want to take Mark fucking Tressman, <laughs> who is so bad in the NFL? But I, th- damn, why not sprinkle on both? Why wouldn't you do that? But who is our team? Our we, team. We I like sides. the Vipers colors better. Okay. Um, so let's be Vipers. Good Vipers excuse to podcast. maybe go to Tampa right. Bay one I'm day. In. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Let's be the Vipers. Yeah. You don't want to be in D.C. A lot of dysfunction there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to bet probably on the Vipers at 55 or 5.5 to 1 and the Defenders at 7.5 to 1. I maybe like sprinkle on the Roughnecks. Week one pick, Vipers minus 2.5 at the Guardians. Okay. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> All right, that was the <laughs> probably too long segment on the XFL. But you we really were, know nothing either, so it's great. Yeah, that was very informative. <laughs> um, when we come back, we'll talk a little MLB, college basketball before March Madness. And we'll go down to our Oscars segment with resident film buff, film critic. I've literally watched none of these movies. Mr. Rotten Tomato <laughs> himself, Joe DeLara. Joe DeLara. <laughs> Stay tuned. Big weekend coming up. Daniel, take him out of here. Book him. Start! Quick. All right, and we're back. Um, quickly, we're going to just hit some quick hitter sports, then we're going to go to our, our Oscars corner, then go RV tripping. Um, MLB news. Joe, A lot of trades. Joe, why don't you fill the listeners in? So uh, Mookie Betts and David Price were traded from the Red Sox to the Dodgers in a quite a, the blockbuster trade. It was expected. The Dodgers weren't necessarily the expected team, but it was expected that Mookie Betts was going to be traded. As a result, the Dodgers have gone from a plus 550 to win the World Series to plus 400. Um, and now you're kind of looking at two fairly heavy favorites with the Yankees and the Dodgers. Um takes a lot of value out of both of those teams. Uh, but it does give value to other teams in both uh, conferences now, or both leagues. Conferences. Jesus. Think of basketball. Um, so there's that news. It also set, had a little bit of a ripple effect. Uh, the Twins got Kent Maeda as part of the trade, um, which I think was a fantastic pickup for them. Um, definitely improves their stature in the American League. I think Maeda is a very underrated pitcher. Kind of got lost amongst the Dodgers' massive pitching rotation. So what? They'll be 500 this year, maybe. The Twins? Uh, the Twins got the him? Twins got the him. Angels. No, the, I'll get I'll get to the Angels. Oh, okay. So Sorry. no, so, so that he went to the Twins. So I think it's a great pickup for the Twins. Then uh, Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling went to the Angels. So maybe they'll be 500. Maybe this they'll year. be 500 this year. No. I I think they'll be a little bit better than that. Um, Stripling is very good. Uh, he's been kind of held back. The Dodgers have had so much pitching and so much young pitching. They kind of have been going to like a weird six-man rotation or putting a lot of guys in the bullpen, whatever. I think Stripling's going to get a really good chance to shine there. And then Jock Peterson hits dingers. I mean, I think that offense is going to be pretty potent with uh, Otani, Rendon, Trout, and uh, Peterson. So, I mean, that's a that's a pretty powerful lineup that you got there out in the American League West. Um, that's going to be a very good divisional race, I think, between the Astros, the uh, the Angels, and the A's. So that's kind of what we're looking at in terms of baseball. Triple very interesting. Um, I think it's going to be good. When was the last time the Angels <clears throat> made the playoffs? 
before Mike Trout played baseball. That's that was when um, it's crazy. Yeah, when they were playing, that they played the. It's like when like Sean. It's like Sean Sean World Figgins. Series. Yeah. Sean Figgins or whatever you know. With Sean the, Figgins. Sean Figgins. So um, wow. What was the guy's name? Tim uh, Salmon. Tim Salmon. That's oh. what I was about. To <laughs> they just gave the Yankees fits for years. Um, but fits. But yeah, the uh, the American League West is very interesting. I think it's going to be a great. Uh, opportunity to kind of create a divisional parlay for baseball yeah. because of the kind of the parity you have in the American mm-hmm. League West you, now. You know who's going to watch none of those games? You. Me. No. Because they're late and I don't care. I love those games. They're they're just wake up in the morning and see if I won. Yeah. We get MLB TV. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah. So how do you – oh, and then one thing. Like what do you think about the, uh, the Mets here with Cohen uh, backing out? Um, David Cohn. Just real quickly, he hasn't backed out. So what is reportedly their negotiations have stopped. Oh, um, so he was never really in. No, the problem is they have they both have an NDA on everything related to the sale. So n- neither the team nor Cohen can comment on oh. negotiations. Um, I've seen tweets from insiders that seem to think that this is a negotiation tactic because Cohen, after you know doing his due diligence, is trying to reduce the purchase price on the franchise for certain things. Sure. And by forcing the Wilpons' hand in the media, he thinks he can uh, kind of make it out. The, the real thing is, is that the Wilpons have no money anymore, and they're yeah. bleeding debt. And they, they want to keep running the team for five years, which I think is but wild. that's but that that shows that they the only reason they're selling the team is financial reasons. Yeah. So I think that they're going to start getting a little bit. Uh, you know, if this deal doesn't happen, I think that there's going to be a lot of internal family fighting. Um, and I just think that this is they're they're closer to selling it. That they're closer to selling the team. Then the most recent reports that Cohen is out is got is, it is okay saying so. So you're not too worried about. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I um, want uh, Bobby Bonilla to buy the team. You should have enough money at this point. Yeah, pennies on the dollar. Do you think that's the issue that's holding it back? Is like you're paying him until 2035. That was not disclosed. I would have never. <laughs> yeah, I would have never. Would have never known, Terry. Really would have never fucking known. So okay, so yeah, but uh, I, I mean, I think the Mets are gonna be fine this year <laughs> overall. But Cohen doesn't follow Darren Ravel on Twitter for Bobby Bonilla Day, where he gets his check for one point eight million dollars. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but th- that's really the big news in Major League Baseball right now. Um, so gonna be interesting. Like I, I hope you. Like I bet before, I hope people did it uh, when I recommended it. The Red Sox under win total. Yeah, you look pretty good on that. Uh, so I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be pretty good. Um, Wait, question: What are they selling the Mets for? What are they trying to sell them for? The money wise. Yeah, I think it was two point six billion. Majority stake, or the whole team? Do they own all of it? Yeah. No, they don't. They. Um, I think the Double Days own some. Abner. No, Nelson. Son of Abner? <laughs> Son of Abner. Um, but that was for, yeah, pretty much a majority stake. Hmm. All right. Wow. Um, you know, he didn't invent baseball. It was all made up by the liberal media. It was Alexander Cartwright who invented the game. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's pull our money and buy the Mets. 
Okay. I would love to own a professional sports team so with cool. you. Yeah. yeah, I think everybody would. I think we'd be a fun ownership group. Yeah. Bopping around. I'd be a ball boy once in a while. Yeah, so undercover mm, boss, very mingling. visible. Well, yeah, like <laughs> visible owner, visible undercover boss. <laughs> I guess Terry that would takes you, I, I guess you would as the ball be, boy. You would have to be undercover. I throw no a knows mean, who you are. I throw a mean batting practice. So, uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's the MLB news. I'm sure we'll see some other action coming forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearing some rumors about Chris Bryant, Nolan Arenado. Um, going to be uh, there's still some action that be had in this offseason. So. Can I just say one thing real quick? Sorry to prolong this two-and-a-half-hour podcast. People who tweet like pitchers and catchers reporting, go fuck yourself. No one cares. It's stupid. Go fuck and how yourselves. how much does it suck to be a pitcher or a catcher? You get two weeks off, and then all of a sudden you're back. Well, I guess you're like kind of off in the middle of like the week as a pitcher. Like you're not only playing I once agree. every five days. All right, but fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, but fuck them. Um, <laughs> just a little preview as we are one week, one month away from uh, March Madness really starting to heat up here. Checking in on the futures. Terry, how are your futures looking? They're looking good. Davidson's looking great. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, they stink. Okay. Uh, Colorado's still in the running to win the Pac-12, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did lose on the road the other day, but they're still one game or two games out. I had, uh, and they play all the teams in front of them, so we're still in this. Ohio State has cooled off. Yeah, I picked the wrong team to fucking follow you on. And huh? then, yeah, my other team, my <laughs> other team, my other team, Baylor has been pretty much the number one team uh, for the last like two months here. Um, the number one seeds in Lunardi, Joe Lunardi from ESPN's most recent bracketology came out yesterday. Baylor is a one seed. Kansas is a one seed, Gonzaga is a one seed, and San Diego State is a one seed. Um, pretty much if San Diego State loses one game, they're not going to be a one seed anymore. No, they're in, yeah. But I really hope that they go undefeated because that's going to be such a fade for me um, in whatever region that they're the number one seed in. Um, I don't think they're that good of a team. Um, they really haven't played anybody. And, you know, it's not – Unlike Gonzaga's last couple years, um, but I think Gonzaga is a much better team um, than San Diego State, and it will be interesting to see. But that was just a quick look in um, and an update. I, I, you know, Baylor, Kansas, obviously two Big Twelve teams. Um, the ACC with Duke and Louisville are also going to be there, um, but you know, ACC is going to get like a record low amount of teams into the tournament. Yep. Big tw- the Big Ten's going to get like the Big Ten has twelve a, teams. The Big Ten has. 11. I wonder how they're going to deal with the fact that no one's really home. The Big Ten has eleven teams in Lunardi's most recent bracketology. Good yeah. ratio. Good the, percentage. The ACC has three teams. Yeah, they're terrible this year. Um, but like, it, it's like I don't know if, in terms of the bracket, like if your your conference is only good as like your best teams, because the Big Ten's going to have eleven teams in there. And the highest seed is going to be Michigan State as a three seed. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And it's like going to be all of these teams like Iowa, Penn State, Rutgers that are all like six to nine seeds. Nice. nice. And it's just going to be like 
I don't, I don't. A fuck fest. Yeah, it's gonna be like a fuck fest. I'm it's really a great, great, great term. I'm really excited. I'm really excited though for this March Madness and like for the rest of the season, just because it's so up in the air. And mm-hmm. like, especially for the brackets, yeah. big bracket guy. I love filling out brackets. Love grading other people's brackets. Just fucking redlining their wrong picks. <laughs> um, but I've, like, I've, there's gonna be so many different champion picks. Like, it's yeah. gonna be an awesome like open. Like, it yes. kind of reminds me of. The year that Syracuse with Carmelo Anthony won the NCAA championship. Are you going to be a one? Or the UConn years as well. I was going to say, do you think you're going to be a one bracket guy this year or like maybe two? Because no, I'm filling out like 15. Well, I, know, I, I know Dom is like a big one bracket I'm, I'm, guy. Yeah, but, I, I, so I, that's I'm, why I'm, I'm, big, I'm a big one bracket That's why guy. I'm asking. It's really more for you because I if, know Terry has a problem. If a homeless so. man <laughs> on the street walks up to me and is like, hey, you want to be in my bracket pool? It's just me against him. I'm <laughs> signing up. And if he tells me it's a $100 buy-in, I'm probably doing it. <laughs> Do I'm I sure know he's, he's stealing it. my money? I'll never I see have, him again. I, yes. I have filled out brackets already. Yeah. <laughs> see, I don't do that. So, like, who really has the problem? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> I take Lunardi's bracketage. Dom just like whenever edge, it Dom comes just out, edges no, through up, up until the tournament. No, Terry well, just blows his load a million <laughs> times. <laughs> you need look, Malcolm Gladwell. You need to do have do a certain amount of hours. To be you get ten thousand hours filling out brackets. Well, by the time Terry something. fills out his last real one, he's got a million hours. <laughs> yeah, no, but he's only done it for that week. You have to be filling out brackets the entire year. It doesn't so matter. you know, <laughs> so you know what are going to be the tough choices and know what's going to be um, your theme. He'll of the run bracket. into those yeah. while he's filling that's, out his that's, real time. That's why Linda wins the office pool every year. She's, instead of doing her work, she's fucking filling out brackets in February. <laughs> Looking at Lenardi's latest projections. You can get those 10,000 hours in whenever you want. You don't have to do it that far ahead of time. I, I do think that filling out brackets like anything... Doing something over and over again makes you better at something. So you're so. going to be quicker at writing it in than Terry? ship is incredible. <laughs> no, it's so legible. Yeah. Look at this. No one even has to call me to ask what See, team that was. <laughs> but when the actual brackets come out, guys, just fucking listen to me. On Monday, Sorry, when, the bracket, when, the brackets, <laughs> when the brackets come out, I'm like, okay, we've been here before. I know what we're doing. This is just like any other Lunardi iteration. And I know, you know, what teams we've, in my head where we, it's like, I'm not, you know, this team's not really We've been good. here before, but all the matchups are different and every team's in a different spot. Yeah. <laughs> but the bracket looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my question was, mm-hmm. after all of that research, are you really only going to fill out one bracket? Yes. Got it. But what if you're in multiple pools? Are you going to fill out and submit the same, same bracket? bracket? Just so they know. Wow. So when I when I do the perfect bracket in ESPN and they got to bring me on, it's not like, oh, this was this was hard, hard, you know. This was labored <laughs> on since February, and I have won every single pool that I'm in with this bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to go clean house with the one bracket. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> I do, yeah. keep, Joe, ed- keep edging. Joe, what's going on with the Lakers? Uh, so why do every time, why does every time that I listen to you and bet the Lakers and Terry bets the Lakers, why do they lose? Well, because like I got to pick the lines like three days in advance. Um, no, you text us. Hey, bet the Lakers tonight. Okay. Yeah. 12 point favorites. Lose by 30. Well, did you bet the no, Lakers? Yeah, that's did cool. you bet the Lakers last night? 
No, you didn't tell me to. Well, you follow me on the Action Network. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean I you I need the I need the Oh, you need the, the you need coaching. Me to stimulate you. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll remind I'll I need remind a push. Um push down the hill. All right. So basically by the time this podcast comes out, there might be more trades that happen. Um the Lakers when I is think is the trade deadline today at 3 p.m. Really? Why yeah. 3 p.m.? I don't know. It's very early on the West Coast. It's kind of odd. Yeah, I don't really understand like, it. Like how is Polinka pulling off trades? Polinka's probably not going to sleep until 3 p.m. And what's his name? Doc Rivers is a GM, right? Yeah. GM coach. They're um, just like doing an arms race between them. Yeah, so like the guy, the hot commodity right now is Marcus Morris from the Knicks. Um it looks like both of t- both those teams want to get involved in it. Uh, it's kind of interesting because the Lakers don't really match up in terms of salary. It kind of I've seen a couple of iterations of this trade that makes sense um, from a personnel's perspective, but basically, in order for the salaries to match up, the Lakers have to give up Danny Green, which I think is like a shocking move um, considering how well he plays in this LeBron type of offense. Um, so that's going to be very interesting, uh, but I can. But basically, that trade would send Kyle Kuzma to the Knicks, um, which we've known is inevitable. That LeBron was just holding on to one more trade chip before that he would inevitably trade for somebody else that he wants. Um, I do think that that would make the Lakers better, um, but I don't. It's it's just like I think that I think it's a good trade for the Knicks if they can do that if they can get Kyle Kuzma. Um, saw another trade that has them getting D'Angelo Russell, but you know, I think it's going to be interesting. It's kind of tough actually to bet on some of these games because you don't know when players are going or where they're going right now. Uh, but the heat just picked up Andre Iguodala. I think that's a good pickup for them. Gives them some more veteran leadership along with Jimmy Butler. He should have fresh legs. He hasn't played this season yet. Uh, and I think that that's a nice move, and it shows that the that the Heat are trying to contend at the East, and I think they have a legitimate shot. Um, I would be surprised if the Sixers don't make some sort of move. I think they need to get another shooter, uh, but I don't really see that happening, and unless like something kind of falls into their lap. So uh, it's I think you're going to see it's really going to come down to who is willing to pay more uh, for Marcus Morris in terms of the LA market. Um, so we'll see. We'll have a better picture next week. But I don't think that this really changes anything right now unless the Rockets go out and get an actual center because the only teams that really, I think, have a shot to win the title right now are the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Clippers. In the season, right? Is that it? I This season, the way, it, like, the way it's playing out, yeah. Do you think that the Clippers can realistically beat the Lakers in a Western Conference Finals? No. After Kobe Bryant's death, and having basically it, it be seven home games for the Lakers. No, I agree. I don't think that this is. I don't see the Clippers being the Lakers. Um, I also think that the Clippers are going to get into. I think the Clippers are running themselves into a problem because they're not. Because they're not trying to win now, mm-hmm. they're basically just they're doing the Spurs thing where it's like stay healthy, get into the playoffs, whatever. But the problem is the teams that they're going to play against, they don't match up well against because they're not like the Lakers are kind of running away with the one seed. The Clippers are looking at like a three, maybe two, maybe the four. Um, 
the Clippers match up pretty well against the Lakers, but they don't match up well against the Rockets. They don't match up well against the Jazz. They don't <laughs> match up well against the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And those are all teams that they probably are going to have to play. And I don't think they really have the personnel to run with these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically have four players, and that's it. And after those four players, they really have no one that's like worth anything. Like they, They're not good. They're not a good team. Um, they had a good team, and then they traded the whole thing for Paul George. Um, yeah, why why they trade Shea Joe Alexander? It was it's literally just because they wanted to get Paul George. Like I thought that when I bet that future before the season, um, which I cashed out and put the whole thing on the Lakers. Um, so I the my thought process was that Kawhi Leonard could fit in perfectly with the team that they had in place. Um, they were deep. They had a lot of role players, and they really just needed one more guy. And then instead, they got rid of all the role players. And then traded for Paul George. So I don't really like the Clippers that much. But if it comes down to the thing is that they match up well personnel wise against the Lakers. Um, Lakers stink. So that's kind of where I see this going. Um, I like the Clippers to beat them. Why can't the Clippers beat them? Because I'm saying that seven home games in the state, seven games in the Staples Center. Yeah. After Kobe died. Yeah. Is like narratives matter in the NBA. Why? Yeah. Where? Like it's going to be seven away games for the Clippers. Couldn't even beat the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> yeah, that was ugly. after Kobe's death. Yeah, I should have known better when we about that. But. Also, like the LeBron, like oh, I'm going to speak from the heart, not speak from the speech. Like he just reiterated what was definitely on those cards. Oh yeah, for sure. And just do that and don't tell everyone. For sure. Bad take, awkward take. Sorry. But, but um, I, just, I, feel. I I mean, I agree with what you're saying from like an emotional perspective, but from a personnel perspective right now, the the Clippers, for whatever reason, they seem to match up well against the Lakers because of the way that they can guard LeBron. They have two guys that can guard LeBron. The Lakers don't really have another guy that can create offense. Um, and I think that's why they're like they have Kyle Kuzma, but Kuzma also is kind of like really streaky. And I would not want to trust him because to run the offense his hair is ridiculous uh, but. i thought we were talking skid marks for a second yeah no Pooping. so i think like if the if the lakers are able to get marcus morris i think that, that takes some stress off of lebron um and i i like that move for them but it's definitely a one win now move which is typical of teams that like kind of get lebron but i also think that in everybody the back of everybody's minds right now this year in the nba which is why i think you're going to see teams make some questionable trades for their future uh, success is because you know that the Warriors are coming next year. They're going to be coming back with basically the same team that's won finals. You're going to have Curry healthy, Clay Thompson healthy. Draymond's not the same, but he's still going to be on the team. And they're going to be coming out with a top five pick and some more cap flexibility. I mean, I think the, all these teams in the NBA, in particular the Western Conference, are going to be nervous about their prospects next year when you have such a powerhouse team coming back. Powerhouse. So um, <clears throat> I think people are going to spend more than they need to this year to try to win. Like you still stink. You're wrong. Lakers all right. <laughs> that was Joe's NBA corner. Yeah, Lakers stink. Well, let's stay in that corner. Yeah, wait, let's go to the other corner. I'm going to move to the other side of the room. Or did you want to do something else? What I haven't you, looked at the agenda. The agenda? The radical agenda? Yeah. Whoa. Um, we're going to go RV tripping. Oh, okay. It's about to get pretty fucking radical. Roo, roo, roo. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Where are we going? Where were we? Oh, we were in Louisiana. Who cares? It's Louisiana. Kansas. 
Whoa! Hey, Dorothy. Can we go oh. see the Kansas City Chiefs? He killed the Wicked Witch of the East. If you want to leave the state. <laughs> so Topeka. Um, this capital. is a segment where we. <laughs> this is a segment where we bet every single state in the United States. Um, we've probably got around 15, 16 We've probably done in. like. Yeah, oh yeah. We, have we to didn't p- do it from episode one. We have to pass gonna the. Fun, uh, yeah. We're going to post the new map. Um, but last last week we won in. Uh, there's been a there's been a redistricting. Louisiana. <laughs> I don't get it. It was a uh, uh, what's it called gerrymandering joke. Yeah. I mean, I get what you want to move on. I get yeah. All right. You said but, new, you said new map. Oh, Corey was vibing with us. I get it. We're vibing um, over here. This Kansas, Kansas is in the hot seat since uh, Trump congratulated the Kansas City Chiefs. Some would say their ass is in the jackpot. <laughs> I think Missouri's ass <laughs> is no, in the I jackpot. No, I think Missouri's ass is in the okay, jackpot. Okay, okay. Forgot Missouri's about Missouri. Um, Kansas Zura. City, obviously, in fucking Missouri. And, uh, yeah, but, you know. There's some people we know that are bad at geography. I'm sure if Joe Delaro was president, he would have done the same thing. Well, fair. Uh, to be fair, there is a Kansas City in Kansas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they like? Isn't it? It's on the border. Yeah, they're both like it's right next town, to each yeah. other. Build yeah. a wall. I would say, is there like a wall that separates it, or is it just the river? Uh, just the uh, arch. Oh. Just an arch. Oh. A terrible wall. <laughs> the arch is insane. <laughs> hole in it. Shit. The arch is not in Kansas City. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it's in one of those towns. It's the dumbest thing ever. Just making a joke. Anywho, um, I've never, I've never been to Kansas. Capital? Oh, uh, Topeka. Good. So you copied off Terry. You were listening. Yeah. Okay, just checking. Already, already you said, said the capital? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like immediately. Fuck. Over under thirtieth state admitted. Under. under. See, the question is, was it part of the Oklahoma territory? <laughs> And how long was it part of that territory? That's not what he asked. I'm asking when it was admitted as a free state to the No, I know. I'm trying to think of when the Oklahoma Territory was divided. I'm going to say it is the 32nd state. Okay. You're all fucking wrong. It's the 34th. (coughs) Really? Yes. I've already forgot where I set the line, but I'm pretty sure you said it at 30. Ah, fuck. So they're wrong. I was right. You were right. Thank you. Two for two. Congrats. Congratulations. And you're killing the Capitals game. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, let's do this. Some famous people. Uh, Harrison Ford. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Two for Don, Don Cheadle? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Barry Sanders. <laughs> Buster Keaton sounds like a, like an old-timey person's like famous person, but I don't know who that is. Buster, Amelia Buster. Earhart? Yeah. Oh, her and Harrison Ford, two famous pilots. <laughs> uh, Lee Emery. Who? The guy from Full Metal Jacket. Who was a drill inspector? Yeah. And he but, just screamed at everybody like this the whole time. Yeah, very famous. Yeah, he did Mailbag on the History Channel back when it was the History Channel. Yeah, okay. Uh, Bill Russell. What? Yeah. The Knicks guy? Yep. Yeah. Or the Celtics, Celtics, Celtics guy. Celtics guy, Celtics guy. Yeah. Who is the Who is the Knicks guy? Like, what What do you mean? Like, oh, it's Jeremy Lin. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, Charles Coke. Who? Charles Coke. 
Oh, the from the election stuff. He made coronavirus. And Bob Dole. Bob Dole? Bob Dole. <coughs> wow. Bob Dole? Bob Dole. Bob Dole's from Kansas? Bob Dole's from Kansas. That's cool. Bob Dole. I wonder if he got his accent from there. Uh, the state motto is mm. Ad Astra per Aspera. Ad Astra. Astra. Isn't that a movie? That movie right. sucked. Do you know what it means? No. No. It means Two the stars. Uh, oh. I guess you could probably see They definitely have well a there. lot of stars there Yeah, so it's it's to the stars Through difficulties <clears throat> hmm. I kind of like their motto We've had some mm. really shitty mottos There's definitely in the upper yeah. upper Echelon. class Yeah uh, The state song is Home on the Range Classic banger Yeah, what else oh. is there? <laughs> home, home on the Range It's the <laughs> only thing you can sing Do you think like any state is going to change their state song To be like fucking electric soon? If it will, it's going to be Georgia. Like, if somebody's got to change it to levels. It's going to be Georgia. Georgia's going to make it some like. It's going to be Atlanta made. Trap. Yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. Some I can't future, wait. Future song. Um, yeah. State animals: the buffalo. You know, prairie land. There's buffalo there. There were before I killed them all. Uh, uh, Pizza Bison. Hut restaurants opened its first store in Wichita, Kansas. I think I knew that. I like Pizza Hut. It's definitely better than Papa John's. Yeah, Papa John's not an oligarch. All, <laughs> uh, all right, what's the population? Population, shit, I just had it. Uh, I damn. lost it. Sounds good. I've yeah. never been to Kansas. I've been Me in either. Nebraska. I drove through Nebraska. Is on a, like I drove across the country with my friend, and I had Nebraska, and it was honestly the worst drive I've ever had. It's so flat and so boring, and, like, I do not. Kudos to you for living there. I don't mean to just, like, lump it in as flyover country, but, like, kudos to you for living there because it seems incredibly boring. (laughs) It's not just flyover country I can't imagine just, like, living somewhere and just walking outside, and, like, there's no contours to the earth. It is just fucking flat. Is it disorienting? Yes. I would imagine so. Yeah, 100%. You have no idea where anything... Yeah, no, there's not. It's just flat. Call me a hill person. Yeah, it's insane. Need some boulders. All right, so some pretty big uh, basketball teams obviously comes come from Kansas. Uh, both Kansas and Kansas State have been good. Um, Oklahoma State. Uh, them we're as in well. Missouri. What? Wichita. Wichita. Wichita State. Wichita. Final Four. Wichita State, Greg Marshall. Um, Shockers. Have been, uh, a good basketball team. They host Cincinnati. Today, tonight, um, line is three and a half, Wichita State. Open at three. Open at three. It's probably going to go further, um, like four. So I, I vote for Wichita State. Over under is 34, 134. Well, are we gonna bet? Are we gonna bet Wichita State? Or are we gonna bet Wichita's team over points? Oh, you guys want to hop in on the team over bets? Not really. No. Can't Even say I do. As of right now, don't care. Can't wait. Don't care. Uh, even though, as of right now, tell us about your units. I'm 27 and 17 for plus 13.8 units. Okay, nice. Suck my well, unit. do you, you? What is? What's the bet then? What yeah. would you bet the? Tell us more. Yeah. Uh, it would be Wichita State's team over. Of what? Yes. Of what? I what is your limit? Find it. <sighs> While you're radio. looking for that, I'm going to let it, the listeners know that the world's hottest veterinarian is also located in Kansas. Really? Dr. Evan Anton. <laughs> and the oh, man looks like a human Ken doll, let me just say. Really? Can you show me? Oh, wow. Very That's attractive. a hot dude. What about that other guy? 
That's Char- That's David Coke. Janelle Monet from Kansas. I just knew the guy had money. Apparently. Oh wow. Joanna Gaines, isn't she from that? Uh, Why did you? You don't know HGTV show. You don't know Joanna Chip and Joanna? Are you fucking kidding me? You don't no. watch HGTV? Yeah, that is it. Right? Why'd you yeah. read her name like she was like <laughs> a I fucking flying saucer? What are you talking? It's Joanna Gaines. Have some fucking respect. I didn't know what her name was. I just know that she likes to go to the antique stores and decorate the, the place while Chip breaks walls down. Yeah, Johanna Gaines makes horrible the uh, Wichita State over is over sixty eight and a half. Finally, oh, that's great. Yeah, so you just got to hit 69. Boom. The race to 69. <laughs> this is great. We have to do it. I mean, if, if we I don't, I don't care. All right. Can I? Yeah. Let's. All right. Wichita State over 68 and a half. Book it. Let's Book. hit it. I can't wait to watch that game. I'm not going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll move real quick uh, to Oscar's Corner to all close right. out our episodes. So Joe Delera has been... I've seen him on legitimately. <laughs> Joe puts me in this Facebook group called Big Dog Gamblers. And All caps. And it's, like it's just full of small dogs. It's uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah for sure. That's the understatement of the year. Why didn't I get invited? Well, because we don't want to disclose who you are. Who would know who I am? <laughs> I don't know. Good point. <laughs> All these little dogs, <laughs> these chihuahuas, <laughs> and big dog gamblers. Are they bloodhounds? Do they smell, um, my, smell my scent? Yeah, but you yappy Yorkies. <laughs> the, the one guy who was who did this really long thing about how there was going to be red Gatorade. Oh, because that was funny. Yeah, you know, teams are red. Like so stupid shit like that. Yeah. So Joe, I see in my <laughs> once a day login or once every three four day login to Facebook. Not to brag. Yeah. Um, you log in there most of it. Sometimes, yeah. Jeez. So I see Joe Delera <laughs> posting in Big Dog Gamblers <laughs> <laughs> asking for Oscars picks. Has anybody got any insight? <laughs> <laughs> Big dogs. Hey, I had to know. I had to try. Because these def- these people who are just posting <laughs> random shit. Really degenerate picks really so, have the insight so with the film so industry. The, so the only person that answered goes like literally was like gave me the only like gave me favorites like Parasite for like best international film <laughs> and like Brad Pitt. He, so, like, he like, basically the gives like five minus oh, like, ten thousand bets <laughs> and goes thank me Monday. <laughs> wow, you gonna tip him with the ten cents you win? <laughs> I was like, can I parlay them all for like a dollar? Um, so anyway, so that like really didn't work out. But uh, looked at a couple things. I have actually not watched any of these movies. <laughs> I can run through these with you. I can uh, give you some tips. You haven't watched any of these movies. Yeah, so I'm unbiased. Problematic that you haven't seen any of these. <laughs> so I'm okay. just going to start yeah. off there. But bet, go on. Bet numbers, not teams. I feel like you don't so. realize how close you are <laughs> to the members of Big Dog. Like, you are the prototypical <laughs> member of Big Dog Gamblers. But I don't know if you realize that. <laughs> so the main thing here is we're going to look at some of these categories, you know. So okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so best picture, you got a uh, 1917 um, minus 230 parasite plus 325 once upon a time in Hollywood plus 800 and the Joker plus 1200. Those are really the only ones that have. Um, like a legitimate shot at winning. So the interesting thing here is that 
1917 is obviously the favorite. Parasite's been gaining some ground here, but it's a foreign film. It's in Korean, you know, so my mom can watch it and tell me what's going on. But uh, you can also otherwise, just read the subtitles. Yeah, like a normal person. Say, otherwise, you got to read the subtitles. But so what's interesting is that the way that people vote on the Oscars is these movies have to have a particular amount of first place votes to qualify, but you also have to have a certain amount of like overall votes. So that's like in terms of second and third place. So 1917 is a movie doesn't actually have, it could get dinged for the fact that there's not like a ton of dialogue. Um, and it's not, you know, like it's not like a, it's, it's not, it's, it's more of like a, it's a gr- it's visually appealing, but it's not necessarily historically because there's no, not much dialogue in it. It's, it's going to get dinged. Yeah. It's so, going to get dinged. Yeah. So that's, did like you problem. say, visual, then, did you say visually it's appealing <laughs> after you said, I haven't watched any of these movies? <laughs> <laughs> All the other big dogs said it looked great. No, <laughs> it's appealing. I mean, I wanted to watch it based on the preview, but that's all we got. So. The preview is very appealing. Yeah. <laughs> Visually appealing. The YouTube review, the five-minute YouTube review by a uh, 17-year-old girl was very appealing. <laughs> she really laid out the plot well. Oh. Oh man, my glasses are fogging up. <laughs> oh no, how are you going to see the future? S- yeah, wow. <laughs> Your credit credentials are failing you now. So then the next thing is though, with Parasite, there are some people that just refuse to watch movies based on the subtitles. Um, I would they, hope if you're part of the Academy, that's not a threshold. Did it, yeah. Apparently, didn't apparently artist, that's like a thing though. Didn't the artist the artist best picture? Yeah. That yeah. was a silent, 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 silent movie. Yeah. So, um, you know, people can have that take, especially it's a farm film. Uh, so if you're looking for some value here, you might look at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or The Joker just because they're at I like didn't. plus 800, plus 1200. Um, they're nominated for, especially Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nominated for a million other things. And a lot of times what happens is people in the Academy, they vote across the board for their favorite movie just for the majority of these categories. Going with that thought... We've discussed this privately before, how Hollywood loves to jerk off to itself. Yes. Yeah. Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood is about these two washed-up actors from a former generation that are kind of like the last of their kind. Yep. I mean... I think, yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood screams value. value. I don't think it's going to I don't think so. Because but, 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 I, but I do agree that it, it just fits the... Because the thing is, like, I think that Hollywood you... Hollywood jerking itself. I think you can see a circumstance where there are people that say, I'm not voting for 1917 or Parasite in their top four. And then you see Once Upon... I think you're going to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Joker picking up a lot of second, third place votes. And that goes into like the aggregate score on how they decide to do this and like how they pick a winner. Parasite kind of reminds not. me of uh, Roma last year a little yeah. bit. Nah, well, the problem Roma is sucked. That was the difference. But uh, but in terms of just like unknown like movies, so but like but before the Oscars, everyone was like, "Oh, Roma's gaining steam." Yeah, yeah. Watch exactly. it. I was like, "Why is this movie gaining steam?" Yeah, Roma had a sick soundtrack. I will give it that. So, yeah, that's about it. Um, that was about it. But then to kind of build off of that, though, like Parasite's not nominated for a lot of different awards, so it's um, gonna have to be people's like uh, asterisks in terms of voting across the board. Yeah, exactly. They have to go out of their way to vote for this for Best Picture. Exactly. So like that's why I think you're gonna see like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Joker like picking up other awards that maybe they're not typically getting like for example the joker in terms of for best makeup 
you have Bombshell at minus 1,000, and then you have the Joker at plus 550. If people are voting across the board, like, I don't think Bombshell's really nominated for anything else, right? Except for maybe, like, female lead, because it's... Yeah, but, I think that's all it is. Um, you could, I could see Joker picking up votes just on people voting on it across the board because they think it's their favorite movie that they wanted to vote for Best Picture. Um, so I think there's some value there, plus 550. Um, and, you know, that's, like, kind of an angle that you could take Did here. you see any of any Oscar-nominated movie this year? No. This is strictly numbers. That's based. insane. Not even by accident? No. Terry, did you watch any? What? oscar nom movies this year? Uh, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Didn't and like it. Parasite. I didn't like. I, I want to see Paris. I haven't seen it. Yet. I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's very intriguing. It's, it's a very Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's very long. I'm not. I was a on a fan I was on a plane when I watched it. I like Parasite better because uh, I like those type of psychological thriller type movies. Um, Mirror was society type thing. Yes, uh, I was hesitant because of subtitles and I'm a slow reader, but I did stay engaged the entire time. Um, I have not seen 1917 yet. I will see it hopefully before. Why well, wasn't? Um, I did see Marriage Story. I thought it was underrated. Yeah, I thought Marriage Story was movie. good. They're not. I don't think they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna not want to give it to it because it's like a Netflix movie. Probably. I mean, they do tend to get shafted. I'm not talking about Best Picture. I'm just talking about in general. Just in terms of what you liked. Yeah. Do you want me to give you a lock? I was what Best Adapted Screenplay? No. <laughs> Well, yeah, that one's obviously going to be a little. What did the big yeah. dogs so, tell well, you? So no, so that's. No, <laughs> Do you want some advice no, from a real actually, big dog? But it's interesting. <laughs> that you, but it's interesting <laughs> that you say that because Little Women being a lot, the, that Little Women is plus money. It's JoJo Rabbit's minus two hundred. Little Women's plus one seventy five. So you uh, you have had this conversation with me, but you like Little Women here. Um, why do you like Little Women? Because there's wait, these little wait, time out. Sure. Little Women or the movie? Can it's I, the movie. Okay, you little go women. first. You go first. You go first. No, go you go. Go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. You go. <laughs> Hello? You go. Okay. So Little Women crosses a bunch of boxes off that the Academy loves to see. Aside from jerking itself off, it loves... Can they do... Oh. Yes. Okay. In terms of like, oh, we're so hardworking in Hollywood. It's oh, so I difficult. Meant, I meant oh, we should have a jazz song about it. I meant that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Little Women, is a, it's a coming-of-age tale, which is like... Plus, you get points for that right away, right yeah. off, the, right off the dick. You're getting points for that. Are you sure that's the right word to use for this movie? For sure. Um, and now there's also like this this subtext of this woman who's trying to be a careerist and ignoring everything in life in terms of like having a, a relationship with another man or anything like that because she wants to focus on her writing. Yeah, which is something the writers of Hollywood are like, oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, now, aside from all of that. You have this in the the. It's a timepiece, so it's going to have all the costumes, the makeup, um, the set design, everything like that. It's going to be heavily done. Timothy Chalamet is in it. There you go. Oh, that's wow. a winner. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. That's a winner. Uh, it won't win Best Picture, but it's the do best. Do you know what one. I learned? Today? I, wait, so, can I adaptation. ask one question, real quick? Follow up <laughs> question on this category. Sure, Joseph. Do you know what Jojo Rabbit is about? Yeah, it's about like this kid. I think it's about a kid, but it's basically like has uh, he finds out that his, I guess it's his family is hiding like some Jewish family, and they he has like an imaginary friend that's like Adolf Hitler or something, right? Close. Damn, I was really hoping you thought it was just a Pixar movie. I did not know. <laughs> I was it's very sure that rabbit. you did not know it was about Nazis. <laughs> so, but I, I would the next question that I have for you because. Corey in particular is best original screenplay. Parasites minus two fifty. Once upon a time at Hollywood is plus two twenty five. Here, 
this is typically known as like Tarantino Award. It is because he's going to have the historical recreation type thing. Yeah. Where Inglorious Bastards. It's set in World War II, obviously, but it's all fantasy. Yeah. We're having the same situation here. Um, because it's plus money, I would go for it. Um, it's fucking good. And here's the other the thing. Problem Everybody is, goes is into like, it thinking it's about the Manson murders, <clears throat> and it's absolutely not. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. The problem is, is like a lot of... I've I've heard this. I'm not a big dog, but I've heard. Then why are you in the group? That uh, <laughs> voters might give like constellation prizes to to movies they think are probably like should win best picture, but then don't. But then yeah. don't, and it's like oh, so I can't you think vote. So it's Parasite's like, gonna get snubbed and pick it up in original yes. screenplay. Well, Parasite's gonna definitely win best international. So like, there yeah, Parasite's okay. definitely. But I mean, I don't know if you want like I don't know how much that's in the same realm as, like, no. this award. No. I yeah. was going to say, I learned today, did you know that Timothy Chalamet was in Interstellar? Yes. Never saw no. it. Didn't know that. You never did saw see him? Interstellar. Did you see no. him with the peach? And James and the Giant Peach? <laughs> no. Call Me By Your Name. Oh, no. Where he uh, spent his summer in uh, Italy exploring oh, okay. his himself with a peach. <laughs> but, a scene. but basically, like... I agree with what you... I, I had read something about that, and that was also something that I was looking at for the best ma- hair and makeup with the Joker at plus 600, plus 550, plus 600, because it might pick something up a little bit down the down the card, essentially, that is still a prestigious award, but it's not... You know, they want to give it a... They want to give it an Oscar, but they can't... They might not feel like they want to give it, or they, they aren't giving it best picture. I have to give a lock. <clears throat> okay. You can put your house on this. Okay. 1917 is going to win best sound mixing. What War movies typically anything with a, like a lot of loud noises occurring where there's some sort of underlying dialogue, loud noises or heavy breathing that they want to <laughs> accentuate, it's gonna it's gonna rise up. So just looking in the past 20 years, the Lord says you got to rise up. <laughs> we got the Hunt for Red October winning oh, Terminator 2, Speed, Braveheart, War movie, Saving Private Ryan, The Matrix. Pearl Harbor, Lord of the Rings, uh, Letters Ring. from Iwo Jima, uh, the Hurt war, Locker, war exactly. Ooh, Hurt Locker. War, war movies with a lot of explosions, American Sniper, and then super quiet moments that, you know, it, it kind of, you want to jar the audience without freaking them out and making them shit yeah. their pants. They're going to win that one. Okay. Like uh, it. I approach sex. <laughs> make them shit their pants. <laughs> Just quietly, don't want to freak them out. Yeah. Or make them shit their pants. So I guess like if you're looking here, if you're going to put bets in besides, you know, that one for you, Corey, sound editing. And then I think you like Little Women uh, for um, it was adapted screenplay. The movie. Uh, yes, <laughs> the movie. Uh, the other any other bets that you kind of like here besides like I think that the Joker has value for best hair and makeup at plus 500 plus 600. Um, and then I think you're getting, I think you can get some value from like once upon a time in Hollywood and the Joker for best picture. I think Ford versus Ferrari might get film editing. Okay. A lot of fast moving cars. And that's like only like, uh, I think it's like plus 100 100. there. It's about even money. So, uh, those are some of the bets I try to, I feel like I would, I, I mean, I'm tending to stay away from these like super heavy favorites because like you can't parlay most of these because of the way that they kind of lock the, uh, lock the setting so you're really just looking to bet things straight up so i wouldn't go too crazy just because 
it's not like capping a basketball game or a football game or anything like that. But yeah, and just looking, if you want to have a little action here, or if you think if you really like a particular movie and you feel like there's some value somewhere, but uh, that's our little breakdown. You know, which movies do you like? Uh, I know I have a list of movies that I want to watch. Oh, okay. So. Just like looking back at like the last decade of Best Picture winners, the like best movie or like even a couple years later, Moonlight. people are like, oh, this movie should have won. Like the better movie usually doesn't win. Like, yeah. Usually. Except yeah. for that time, Moonlight beat out La La Land. Yeah, like Green Book. And the crowd went crazy. Like Green, Green Book, Book. Everybody fucking Ugh. hated Green Book. Yeah. Um, everybody kind of was. Oh, I'm sh- racist, but not anymore because I've been driving around this black guy for a little while, and now I'm not racist anymore. I mean, I'm not great at <laughs> what. Shape of Water, also a weird fucking movie. Into yeah. it, you were but into Shape of Water. Into yeah. it, but that's also why, like, I think that it, you, it's, interspecies it's not erotica. Crazy to fade the favorites here because, like, especially for picture, where yeah, no, take the, the favorite, is, knock that fucker out, and pick the next one that'll probably yeah. win. Spotlight. Did you like Spotlight? I did, but it was also like your typical newspaper movie. This is 2015 now. 2014 Birdman. I liked Birdman. I, I did too. Yeah. I usually wind up a very controversial one. Bird, Birdman beat out American Sniper, which was not a good American movie. Sniper. What was the, what's the I'm NBA the guy? Who's Birdman? Anderson? Yeah, Fuck something you. like that. You're the NBA guy and yeah. the Oscar guy. Oh, I yeah. Just Anderson Bergeau. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Oh, like Chris, Chris, Chris Anderson, Anderson with all the, the tattoos. Man. Yeah. Florida. Birdman. 12 Years a Slave. That movie was Beat good. out Dallas Buyers Club, Her, Wolf of Wall Street. Before. What American a year. Hustle. American good, Hustle. Yeah, what a, a fucking movie. year. Gravity. Is that 2014? 2013. Ooh, Gravity. Good movie. Yeah. I only saw 12 Years of Slave and Gravity. Her is Wolf the most Street, underrated movie. Her is happening. Her is the best movie. Joaquin uh, Phoenix is one of the most underrated. I know like Wolf of Wall Street is like uh, a satire of the... I didn't people really like, on there. I but, fucking love that movie. Yeah, I know because you relate to it. Um, but I, I don't think it's a good movie. It's too long, so I'm not watching it. Um, 2011, Moneyball was nominated for Best Picture, did not win. Uh, they did, must Chris not Pratt, be Scott Atterberg. Uh, Descendants, also a weird movie. George Ooh, like that movie. Yeah. So 2010, I, last one, Social Network did not win. That Best was a good picture. Movie. Thank God. And that movie was all, all time. Could be the best movie of the decade. What? All right, chill out. No, but what not. one? What one? Um, I'll give you another. More movies that weren't Best Picture. Go ahead. Toy Story 3. That's fine. <laughs> the Fighter. That's I love that. Inception. That's also oh, fine. That 127 great. Hours. Okay. Black Swan. Fuck. Ooh, that yeah, that's a good movie. <laughs> um, the Winner. Was the King's Speech? I, rem- I, I tried to that watch movie, that movie though. and I couldn't do it. I, I was like, I'm movie. bored. I'm bored. It's like watching The Crown. British royalty just doesn't do it for I me. I thought that I movie was out. pretty good. All right. Any pods and recs before we head out? Uh, I would recommend listening to this episode on 2x speed. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's at the end. I would recommend um, watching Oscar movies. Before, That's bullshit. Before, Pick one, fucker. Before uh, doing a whole segment on, hey man, on, bet, on like, what, what you should bet on. To quote you, I bet numbers, not teams. So, <laughs> uh, what does I, that mean? With the, that doesn't mean anything. I don't like, need you to know, watch the movie. The standard it's, all about is on, the standard. it's all about the numbers. <laughs> bet, uh, movies, bet, bet movies, not teams. Yeah. I've been on a, I recommend Cobb salads. I've been on a Cobb salad kick. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I get have you, in the have, you eat, have you eaten them or do you just? <laughs> <laughs> I just had you one. saw them on the menu. I just had one. It's a nice center. And the price is just right that you think it's probably a good choice. I, I just enjoy them. You know, we're getting to that time of year where you got to start thinking about cutting down for the summer. Um, and uh, that's a good way to start. You know, it's not too bare bones of a salad. You still get some bacon in there. So uh, it's like committing to a diet without actually committing to a diet. It's great. I like Cobb salads. Recommend. I'm going to recommend Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I rented it on Sunday night. And I made it about halfway through and I was falling asleep because of some prior activities that day. Nice. And uh, I finished it up after work on Monday, and it was fucking fantastic. Um, I didn't really know what to expect going into it, and I think it should go that way. So I'm not. Did gonna you learn say any anything. Korean? Um, no. Okay, I was just wondering. Yeah, no. Sometimes I'm a sponge and soak it up. Others, no. Bulgogi. Parasail. Parasite in my mind. Do you want to start like a Dave Matthews cover band where we replace all of his best hits? That's all I got. I could definitely go platinum. Yeah. Just like yeah. transition that into like a song. He wakes up out. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the ants marching song. Yeah, it was. Here it is in my eyes. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> See you next week. It will be Daytona 500 week. Hopefully, Joe hits some uh, Daytona Oscars bets. Uh, but we're gonna go. We're Joe. gonna get some, get some Daytona 500. Yeah, Daytona. Joe, Joe won't watch any NASCAR, but I was just fucking bet on his <laughs> favorite color and number. Newsflash, everyone is going to bet the 69 car. Doesn't matter who's driving, who, what engine's in there, or what color it is. Color shouldn't matter. Ford. Bye.
Oh, oh, oh.